Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And nice enough to join us on the line covers the Philadelphia Eagles for our sister station, KYW News Radio. One, Ed Banken. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, John. Uh, usually we're exhausted after three days of draft coverage in person, and uh, especially considering what happened yesterday, we kind of feel the same way after three days now. Um, Ed, before we get into the uh, – I mean, it's, it's just a hot – I mean, what, what transpired in this draft, specifically in the second round? We're definitely going to get into it, but I, I see that Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson just got done speaking – um, I, were there any major takeaways for you other than them just trying to sell the picks that they have? Was there any tidbits of information that kind of you were taken aback by? Uh, there are a couple things, and one may may not actually play out. When Howie was talking about the receivers they have, you remind everybody that they're getting Deshaun back and they're getting Alshon back, and they want to get him right, which is what we heard him say earlier. You know, that doesn't mean that there's still a chance he could be out the door, but right now he is still talking like, He's part of this football team. The other thing that really stood out, and including Doug again emphasizing that uh, they drafted Jalen Hurts as a quarterback first, which is what he said the other night, Mm -hmm. is that Rosen said after the playoff loss to Seattle, he took a piece of paper and a pencil, wrote down the following things on paper for what they need for 2020 for each player. And he wrote, can he run? Is he healthy? Does he love to play? And he walked into Doug Peterson's office and said, Peterson said, I felt the same way. Uh, the running part, I think, is pretty obvious with the speed. The health part, I think, is obvious with what we saw last year. He was asked, well, does that mean there were players who maybe didn't love to play? And right. The spin on it was, well, no, that's just how we feel about any player who brings it in. But it's <laughs> interesting that that was on that top three list. And it does make you wonder if that was the case that some guys may not have wanted to have that same love that maybe they're thinking some of the new guys have. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, Ed, I, I kind of ask you about this. There are many, forget today's picks, they, they they went and did exactly what they should have done in day three of the NFL draft, but the stories uh, and question marks around what Howie has done, and, and I should include uh, Doug and Jeffrey Lurie in this as well, happened in the first two days. First and foremost, the 53rd overall pick in the second round, the decision to draft a quarterback, does it make sense to you? No, it doesn't. And I'm a very big person on, and everybody watches a draft. There's either a huge reaction one way or the other, and you say, I- I've always big on saying, all right, take a step back. Okay, let's see if so-and-so works out. And after the first out of the draft, obviously a lot of people thought that Jalen Rager wasn't going to be the receiver they picked. I said, well, let- let's see what happens. He could be a bust. He could be Jerry Rice. Let's step back and see if they're right. There was an exception on Friday because I still cannot believe they used a second-round pick on a quarterback. And we'll soon see if Howie Roseman is indeed the smartest man in the room or not. The two ways to look at it, the three ways to look at it really is this. 
to use a quarterback in the second round when you have more needs, and obviously Phil, they filled a lot of them the last couple of days, to have so many needs and spend it on a quarterback when you have a franchise quarterback you just signed a $130 million contract to is perplexing, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Now then that brings you to the other part. Does that mean you want to use Jalen Hurts more? Maybe in a role where he gets on the field some of the time, as Howie had, or rather Doug had alluded to, well, that's still a pretty high price to pay if you don't have a guy who's there just in case uh, you may need him at one point to start. And the other thing is, we just went through a whole year after Nick Foles was gone of Carson Wentz having to prove a lot of the doubters wrong to say, yes, he can stay healthy. Yes, he could be a starting, uh, a starting quarterback and play at the level he played two years ago before he hurt his knee. And it almost seemed like we had just gotten past that, even after the injury against Seattle, that, okay, we know now Carson Wentz, he did it with guys off the street basically at the end of the year. He's proven he's a starting, a starting quarterback who can play at a high level in this league, and he doesn't have to hear the questions about it anymore. And now, regardless of how competent he is, and obviously clearly the fact that he, this is still his team and will be, if you would think, for a while, he's going to have to deal with this now, and it's a distraction that this team really just didn't need. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. And there are, I mean, honestly, the fan base, based on phone calls that I've had and listening to the station all day, is really split down the middle and those who are content because it is a backup quarterback, which is a dire need. But I mean, when you have a rookie jumping into that position, he's not going to help you this year. There's not going to be – there's obviously no OTAs, probably not going to be any mini camp, a shortened training camp. The idea that – first of all, the idea of drafting specifically a backup quarterback in the second round is insane to me. Uh, you know what? Let me let me jump to something else. Something that, that you pointed out, um, and I'm reading some of your tweets, that I, I can't not get out of my head – Doug keeps saying over and over again that Jalen Hurts is a quarterback first. And then yesterday, when addressing it, made the comparisons to Taysom Hill and Drew Brees, which is insane because Taysom Hill is an undrafted free agent. But then went the Joe Flacco-Lamar Jackson route. And then tonight, when he spoke with you guys, he talked about Marty Morningweg and his experience in uh, Baltimore, said it's a fair comparison uh, to say Jalen Hurts is a lot like Lamar Jackson. Is there something that Doug is sneaking out here that maybe we're just not connecting the dots to, or is Doug talking out of his ass? I think Doug kind of has to hit the brakes a little bit here. And and as you alluded to, I think you hit it on the head. Let's say they drafted this guy to be to be ready to be the backup in case something happens to Carson Wentz. Well, he's not ready for that yet. He's he's still got a lot of developing to do. And you pointed out there's. Most likely going to be no OTAs. We don't know when training camp's going to start, if it starts at all, if it starts late, if there is a season. So he's not going to walk in and, let's say, you know, God willing, this, this horrible virus is finally going to hit flatten and we'll be able to have football again. More importantly, people will be, be healthy and this will be past us. But whenever that is, there's going to be so much time that he's not going to be ready, at least as a quarterback this year. Even though Doug keeps saying he's drafted him as a quarterback. Now there's Nate Sudfeld who likely would be the guy to step in at least at the start if something happens. But it, it goes back to the price you paid to go this high. And there was the quarterback factory quote that was mentioned by Howie. And, mm-hmm. well, it's great that the Patriots could do that because they picked 32nd every year. They had some guy named Tom Brady, and they drafted those guys who became assets. But they have five more Vince Lombardi trophies in their cover than the Eagles do right now. And there were more needs on this team before you could start looking at it from that perspective. So, 
I don't see, unless he plays that Taysom Hill role, how he's going to contribute when the season finally does start. Yeah, I, I am blown away by this. And I to, to make matters sound worse, for Doug to make the comparison, and, and how he did it too, to, to Taysom Hill in New Orleans, I mean, the guy was an undrafted free agent that they thought, well, we, we can turn him into something. He specifically drafted a quarterback in the second round, Ed, when they have so many positions of need. Can I don't know. I can't imagine how Carson Wentz feels right now. He's probably not thrilled. And the fact that they mentioned, hey, we gave Carson a call this morning. This was yesterday. We told him about it. He's okay with it. Well, why would you be concerned enough that you have to call Carson Wentz to do something like that if you didn't feel that, if nothing else, even if Carson Wentz, of sound body and mind, isn't worried, and is as confident as he ever was, and is able to stay healthy, they know, what what city are we in? Oh, yeah, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an issue. It's going to be brought up. Now, maybe, as we said, God willing, if everything starts on time because this terrible virus is finally flattened out, then it'll die down a little bit as training camp goes because Carson's clearly going to be the starting quarterback, and I'm sure if there are preseason games that Jalen Hurts will go in and make his share of mistakes and remind everybody that he is nowhere near being a starting quarterback in the NFL. At least you would think that would turn out that way. Now, of course, we are in an age where some rookies progress a little faster. Mm. So it's just the whole dynamic of it. It's it's another headache you don't need. And let's let's not forget this team, and, and this is a credit to Doug, they've got through a lot of off-the-field junk last year and still found a way to win the division with a very depleted receiving core. And that's a pretty good accomplishment in itself, but there was a lot of off-the-field distractions they had to deal with. And now you might be adding one to your quarterback who you just spent a year being able to say, look, he's proven he's healthy, he's proven he can be a, an elite quarterback. You know what? Maybe that blow by Jadavion Clowney, chief shot that it was, just made them think, well, if there's somebody that good who we like that much higher up, maybe we should try to take him in. And let's also not forget, we're heading into a 17-game season at some point in the future with the NFL. And more than ever, you're going to need two quarterbacks. But, it's again, with so many other needs to take a quarterback that high, it's surprising, to say the least. Yeah. I squeeze two more questions in with you, Ed. Going to the, the first-round pick, 21st overall, C.D. Lamb was within reach. Obviously, Howie didn't want – who said he didn't want to give up that second-round pick. And now we find out why, which is more disappointing. Uh, what do you think about Jalen Reger? Well, it's definitely more of the speed factor why they chose him. And they could have moved up to get Lamb, as you mentioned. And look, there's the other side of it, too. Maybe they wouldn't have been able to make that deal. Maybe they gave, they put everything on the table, and the Cowboys and whoever they could have worked with in a two-way or three-way deal said, no, we're not swapping anything around. And how he had to come back and say, well, you know, we wanted to keep the second-round pick because we wanted to take Jalen Hurts. That, that's the way you have to spin it. Uh, Rager does have speed, and it's not – Marquise Goodwin speed, but it's more speed than a couple of the other guys that were on the board. Uh, he had a drop-off last year, but they had a rookie quarterback at TCU. So I, I don't think if you look at the drop-off from 72 to 43 catches, you should look at that and be as worried. Mm -hmm. He certainly got the right attitude. It's all part of the, the speed factor. I, all I could see is Mickey and Rocky, too, saying you need speed, speed, greasy, fast speed. Well, that's <laughs> probably the reason why they went towards Rager. That was the guy they targeted. That's the guy they felt they could get, although they might have been able to get him if they traded down. In any event, he's someone who certainly has, as a first-round pick, his potential to play both in the slot and outside. So there's some versatility there, which helps. And 
Uh, now, again, now we see if Howie's the smartest guy in the room or if he made the right choice or the wrong choice because there's a pretty good receiver went right after him in Minnesota. Yeah, final question I have for you, Ed, and I, you know the answer, but I can't believe I've done this multiple times tonight. Uh, Jerry Jones had one hell of a draft, didn't he? <laughs> it, it, it's real. It, it's almost like you can't get those words out without cringing a little bit. And, and I remember right before the draft, there was a tweet out by one of the Dallas reporters saying that Jerry Jones has instructed his scouting staff that he doesn't want to be disturbed tonight. I'm thinking, oh, great. I, the Eagles are not to worry about the Cowboys this year. But he, he not only hit, but he hit on a lot of guys who you thought – were guys who might be coming here and so it's a double whammy in that he added talent to make his team better at least again I, and i hate draft grading because i say great a graph a couple of years down the road to see how it turned out but on paper certainly it looked like he did well he denied the eagles the opportunity to get better i'll leave fans with this little bit of hope in 1982 uh the eagles were going to draft a receiver named perry tuttle and the team moved up to get him and they were so mad they had to settle for some guy named mike quick so mm-hmm. sometimes it does work out However, on paper, it does look like, uh, talk about the guy who usually likes to think he's the smartest guy in the room, it seems like Jerry Jones had a very good draft this weekend. Uh, his name is Ed Bankin, covers the Philadelphia Eagles for KYW News Radio. Uh, for, uh, if you want to know all the latest Eagles information, uh, some uh, links to some of his stories for KYW, of course, follow him on Twitter if you don't already, at Ed Bankin. Ed, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. Stay safe. I hope you and I are, are seeing each other at a game soon because it's, it's been a tough stretch, and, and God willing, everyone's going to stay healthy and we'll get through this. Yeah, I hope you're right. Ed, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Ed Benkin uh, covers the Eagles and um, a Flyers for KYW News Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thank you.